It's May 6th, 2021. A couple hours ago, um, the worst governor in this country, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, signed into law a voter restriction bill in Florida. It is modeled upon the one in Georgia. It will reduce the number of drop-off locations for ballots, what are called ballot drop boxes. It will provide more uh, uh, strict requirements on voter ID uh, presentation if you wish to vote by mail. And it will turn into a crime the providing of food or water to people in line to vote. These dimensions all modeled closely upon the Georgia voter bill that was passed in late March. In the state of Florida, as in the state of Georgia, there are no instances of fraud that are known from this most recent election. In fact, the election commissioners in both states have testified both publicly and legally to the security and the integrity and the accuracy of the elections that were held in 2020. But that does not matter to Republican legislators in these states. It does not matter one bit. And this bill today was signed live on television exclusively on Fox News Channel. Ron DeSantis is emblematic of the Republican Party leadership at this time and is planning to run for president in 2024. This bill, this kind of synergy with Fox is all part of the plan for him. It doesn't matter whether we need it. It doesn't matter if it's racist. It doesn't matter if it's going to even hurt a few Republican voters. What matters is that the Republican rank and file convinced by the president and top leadership that there's fraud in this country built on the, the back of racist prejudice and fears has led to these kinds of laws as the ultimate loyalty test in the party. That's what this podcast this morning is about. The working title for this podcast is We're We. We are with Liz. We are with Liz. In the Republican Party today, there are people who make the argument that the election was stolen, that there was fraud, that we need more and more voter restrictions. And then there are people who say that that is not true, that 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 is not true. And there is no evidence for this. And the, uh, the first category of people is much, much larger than the latter category of people. And I want to devote 
this podcast and then the next one to talking about the the distinctions between these categories of people. Um, but you would have in the first category folks who are with Trump. They are with Trump in that they make outrageous, false, conspiratorial claims about voter fraud, an election that was stolen, and they stand with the former president, Donald Trump. These folks include DeSantis, uh, the, the attorney general and governor of Texas, who are right now pursuing voter restriction bills, the state Republican legislatures in Iowa and in Utah and in Arkansas and in Wyoming um, and in Georgia and in Florida that have all passed harsh voter restriction bills. All right. All of them are Republican legislatures. And what I mean there is they hold both chambers of the state legislature and Republican governors. They call it, they have what's called the trifecta, both chambers of the, of the legislature plus the governor. In all of those states, these bills have been passed. There's an attempt to pass these in Texas, not there yet, but on the way in one form or another, and in Arizona, which we may be able to block. We may be able to block. In all of these places, there is Republican legislatures and a Republican governor who are acting upon a lie, the big lie, the ultimate lie about a stolen election. They are encouraged, of course, by Donald Trump, but also all of the other spineless Republicans who in the aftermath of the insurrection on January 6th, initially took some, uh, exhibited some courage to disagree with the president and to say that these lies, this lie is devastating to democracy. Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader of the House of Representatives, Lindsey Graham, South Carolina U.S. Senator, many a uh, Mike Pence, former vice president, all of these folks have since reversed course after some criticism of the president and now stand with him putting forward the big lie. But there are some who don't and they are paying a price in the, in the Republican political party. Adam Kingsinger, a representative, U.S. Representative in, a representative in Illinois and Liz Cheney, the Wyoming House of Representatives member. There's only one member there in the state of Wyoming. It's Liz Cheney of the Cheney family. The Cheney family has been involved in American politics at the highest powers since the early 1970s when Dick Cheney was elected a representative to Congress. I think it was in Wyoming, not positive was a representative, was elected to Congress. He eventually served in a couple White Houses, including the vice presidency for George W. Bush. Dick Cheney 
his wife, Lynn Cheney, their daughter, Liz Cheney, are staunch conservatives, social conservatives, fiscal conservatives, national security conservatives. There, there is no, no uh, liberalism in them. And Cheney, when he was vice president, was a strong, strong proponent of the Iraq war and all of the war on terrorism, invasions of civil liberties. So there is nothing politically that I probably agree with, with any of the Cheneys, including the current representative of Liz Cheney except for one thing. Liz Cheney was the most vocally critical rep uh, Republican, it, currently office-holding Republican, after January 6th of Donald Trump. She issued the strongest statements about how it was treason, that he invited them to the White House, he marshaled them, and then he encouraged them to march down the street to the US Capitol. She then voted for impeachment, the second impeachment of Donald Trump. One of 11 members of the US House, Adam Kingsinger was another one. And Cheney, in the aftermath of that, forced, faced, faced calls for her removal as the number three ranking Republican in the House of Representatives. She refused to back up to, to reverse course on her positions. And a couple weeks after the impeachment, she faced a vote in the House of Representatives, the Republican caucus in the House of Representatives about whether she should hold her position of leadership. And she won that vote. She held it. At that time, she had the support of Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader. They said, you know what? We're a big enough party to have divergent viewpoints. We should not remove someone from leadership because she has a different position on obviously an important action, impeachment, but, you know, that was a conscience vote and people should be able to do whatever they think is right. So she held her position of leadership. But in the couple months that have followed, she has not taken one step back, not one step back. And even more annoying and angering to fellow Republicans is that she's actually taken a couple steps forward. She has intentionally put herself into the public space and issued criticisms of Donald Trump and all who put forward the big lie. She did it last week at the Republican conference. They have a midwinter or, or early spring conference each year when the Republicans come together to discuss policy and internal issues. And she, this was in Orlando, Florida. And she spoke publicly about the importance of telling the truth and that this is 
the big lie about voter fraud and a stolen election is a corrosive, is a, a cancer on democracy. And she spoke up. This did not make her fellow Republicans happy. Then on Monday of this week, three days ago, she spoke up again publicly saying in a tweet that anybody who puts forward the argument that the election was stolen is telling the big lie. She put that in all caps and that they are poisonous to democracy. I uh, couldn't say it better, Representative Cheney. Thank you. She was immediately criticized by Republicans who said that she's distracting, she's endangering their unity, that she should not be in positions of leadership. And Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader, got on board. McCarthy criticized her on Tuesday. In response, Cheney again spoke up and said, this is a lie and those who follow it are endangering our party and our democracy. This is all a bridge too far for the Republicans. And I get it. They can't have somebody in their leadership ranks who so vigorously disagrees on what is a core article of faith among the leadership. I mean, you wouldn't want someone in the Democratic Party leadership who did not believe in the cause for civil rights and voting rights or women's rights. We would not. I would not. Especially, especially if that individual was vocal about their hostility to those core positions. So I, I understand it organizationally. The Republican Party cannot have her in leadership. And what it tells us is that this position of a stolen election, fraudulently stolen, conspiratorially stolen, stolen by black Americans, is now a core position, a defining non-negotiable core position in the Republican Party. And they can't have somebody who's going to hold up a disagreeing position and be public about it. So she's going to get voted out. It may happen today. It may happen tomorrow. There's going to be an internal vote in the Republican caucus. This has been uh, declared that it's coming and she's going to lose. And she's ready for that. She has come out publicly and said that there's nothing, it's not worth it to her she, to, uh, to, 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 to not speak the truth um, in order to hold her position. She refuses to do that. So Representative Cheney, thank you. You're going to pay a price, a political price in your party. The price you pay in your party is uh, loss of leadership, perhaps losing your seat in Wyoming, in, in a primary contest when you face some folks who support the big lie, um, there is a cost to ethical leadership. Thank you. For all of us that are committed to a just and inclusive democracy, 
the, the stakes are so defining. It is no longer a bad person in the White House who is horrible, volatile, racist, xenophobic, sexist. It's not that. It is a political party now that has put the big lie at the center of its governing in state after state, in leadership in Congress, in policy prescriptions. This is what they stand for. Tax cuts, some kind of foreign policy that isn't really exactly clear to me, gun rights, restrictions on women's rights, and outright opposition to voting justice for all Americans. That's the Republican Party today. I, I mean, the different visions for where this country is going to go could not be more stark. There are a lot of people who agree with that Republican Party. So this is, this is not a fatal blow to them. Not at all. It is a galvanizing reality for us, though. You know, I often will look back at history and, and wonder, how did that exactly happen? How did political leaders, voters, police, sheriffs, young people do the things they did? Either inspirationally or horribly, I often look back. And I try to understand. And that's why I learn and learn and learn to see what compelled, what drove, what drove people. Today, it's very clear how it happens. It happens strategically, decision by decision, by people who make choices about the worldview that they're going to stand for and fight for. And it, bad things happen when those of us who want to fight for all don't fight. And good things happen when we do stand strong and do fight for our just inclusive democracy. This weekend, we will be publicly visible in Seattle for the John Lewis Action Day for voting. We will be doing a votercade and we will be doing street corner intersection sign waving. It only takes a couple hours. You don't have to do anything except show up. You don't have to make a phone call. You don't have to talk to anybody about, the, about voting. You can just show up, be part of our team and our community, wave a sign, or even just stand there while someone else does. Or drive a car as part of a votercade. We'll be starting in Northwest Seattle, driving through Seattle, port different communities, and then ending in on Capitol Hill. This information is on our website. It's on the front page of our website, the John Lewis Action Day. It starts at 11 o'clock in Northwest Seattle at a, at a parking lot there that we're gathering at, and we'll be done by two o'clock. Three hours for democracy. Come join us. It's The stakes are, are crystal clear. I hope to see you there. Ron DeSantis was on Fox today. It's our moment tomorrow, nationally. 
This will be part of a national day of action. There will be people in more than 100 cities around America doing similar things. We need to stand up publicly like Liz Cheney for what we believe in, a just and inclusive democracy. I hope to see you there. Information on the front page of the Common Power website. Let's go.